first year of college, I had a friend and I just confessed to her, hey, I don't care about things I know I'm supposed to care about. I don't care about orphans and I don't care about missions and I know I'm supposed to because that's the Christian thing to do, but I don't. And um, it's funny, around the same time, the Lord started really ministering to me through His Word and through an awesome campus organization. And um, I met Jesus, you know, and it wasn't the way I thought it would be. Welcome to the Do Good Mississippi podcast, where our goal is to showcase people and organizations that are doing good by making a positive impact in communities all across our state. By hearing the good work they're doing, we hope that you will be compelled to join them so that we can partner together and accomplish even more. In addition to subscribing to this podcast, we encourage you to connect with us through our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using the handle DoGoodMS. Thanks for listening to the Do Good Mississippi podcast. This is Brandy Dalsman with Restoration Hope. This podcast episode showcasing Restoration Hope has been sponsored by D1 Sports Training. D1 has been a longtime supporter of Restoration Hope and believes in our mission to help restore hope to the communities we serve through the love of Christ. Dugan, Mississippi and Restoration Hope thank D1 Sports Training for sponsoring today's episode. Today I'm having a conversation with Catherine Fowling, who serves as the Managing Director for Restoration Hope, a 501c3 nonprofit whose mission is to help restore hope to the communities they serve through the love of Christ. In this episode, we'll be focused primarily on Catherine's story. You'll learn how she came to serve on staff with Restoration Hope, some of the most rewarding aspects of her job, and why she is committed to doing good in the lives of those their services impact. Thanks for listening to today's episode showcasing the good Catherine Fowling is doing with Restoration Hope. Catherine, it is great to have you on the Do Good Mississippi podcast today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule so that our listeners can learn more about Restoration Hope. It's great to be here. I mean, it's a privilege. We just love what y'all are doing and can't wait to share the story. Fantastic. To start off, let's hit some rapid fire questions so that our listeners can learn a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up, Catherine? I grew up in Pascagoula, Mississippi, there on the coast. It was quite a fun childhood because we have the barrier islands right there. So we spent a lot of time in the summer out on the islands exploring and boating. Very cool. It sounds like everyone just got kind of jealous a little bit of your childhood because it sounds like (laughs) it was a beautiful way to grow up. Where did you go to college and what did you study? So for my undergraduate, I went to Ole Miss and studied journalism and art. And then for grad school, I went to Mississippi College. And so we have two extremes there, as you can imagine. The campuses were completely different, but I loved them both and learned so, so much from both of those places and am forever grateful to have the opportunity to have an education like I do and just love those institutions. What do you enjoy doing in your free time? Do you have any hobbies? Oh, yeah. I have quite a list. I love doing anything involving art and reading and traveling. One of the things that my husband and I do, which he started on our second date, uh, is a thing called Adventure Dates. And so what Joel will do is pick a random city in Mississippi, and I won't know where we're going, but the rule is both of us could have never been there. And so we'll take either the day or the afternoon, whatever we have, and we'll explore that little city. It's just a good reminder that you don't have to have a plane ticket or a passport to explore and to see beautiful things. But there's so many great things, you know, right here in our state, so many hidden little treasures. 
getting a throwback to our last podcast and very quickly this is becoming visit mississippi so uh lots of little gems around the state so shout out to our listeners you definitely should go check out what's going on tell us a little bit about your family you mentioned your husband joel how long have y'all been married and yeah uh, so my new family is with joel and we have been married for nine months and he is finishing up at umc and then the family that I'm originally from, so my mom and my dad, our whole family, actually, we refer to ourselves more of like a tribe because everybody lives on the same street. So it's our house and then another house and then another house. And my grandparents live across the street. And my other grandparents live down the street. So we all live right there in South Pascagoula which I thought was totally normal until I went to college. I thought everybody had all of their cousins and both sets of grandparents right there. So Catherine, what did you do professionally before coming on staff with Restoration Hope? And how do you think those skills prepared you for your work now? Yeah, so before I came on staff with Restoration Hope, um, I worked for the International Mission Board. And I worked on their media team in Johannesburg, South Africa, so it was a really awesome gig. Um, was a writer and graphic designer, and basically we would travel around to different areas in sub-Saharan Africa and see different projects that were going on in different ministries. And it was just so cool to see so many people doing so much good. At the same time, I really saw that there was a huge need for these stories to be told, and that's why I love what y'all are doing so much. Is there's so much good but there's not a lot of people telling the story. So I really learned the importance of that. And it just, it's so cool how God used that to open up my eyes to the need for a voice to be here stateside, talking about all the stuff that's going on overseas. And so it was neat how he just allowed me to see a smorgasbord, have you, of ministries, you know, prison ministries, orphan ministries, and to sort of see the way that they operated and to sort of see, okay, maybe you know, one part of it could operate a little better and maybe this works better, but just seeing all the strengths and weaknesses and how God was using all those is just an awesome opportunity. Sounds like you were really blessed to have the the chance to kind of peer into different groups and take best practices so that now that you're at Restoration Hope, able to assemble those to be kind of the best uh, version of what you kind of picked and kind of matched up from different organizations. Is that fair to say? Lord willing, you know, it's it's all the Lord. That's what I'm learning. Um, he teaches us and he uses our skills, but he's not in it, you know. So it's been really cool to see that it's it's him been moving restoration, hope forward. And while he's used me and Brandy, it's anything that's worked, it's been him, you know. And how long have you been on staff with Restoration Hope? So it's sort of a cool story how I got involved with Restoration Hope. While I was overseas with the International Mission Board, we had the opportunity to stay, and I was like immediately, yeah, like who doesn't want to stay in Africa and travel around and get to meet all these awesome people and use their degree and, you know, basically live the life, and I started praying about it, and I felt the Lord saying, no, like I want you to come back, and I want you to tell the story of people that aren't being heard, and specifically, he laid on my heart orphans and vulnerable children, and so I came back sort of like, oh, but like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know of any ministries that work stateside, sort of being a voice for people overseas. And it felt just kind of silly to me, like, wait, but I'm doing it now here. Like, I can be a voice still. And so um, I moved back to the States, and about six months later, the Lord opened up the door for me to go to Mississippi College. And my first day there, I went to the Career Center 
And this lady was like, what's your dream job? And of course, every time somebody asked me that, I'm like, oh goodness, like they're gonna be like, is that even a job? But I would tell them I wanted to use public relations and communications to help orphans and vulnerable children, but I wanted to do it stateside for an organization that was working overseas. And the woman told me about a ministry named Restoration Hope, and she was like, they work in South Africa. I was like, no way, I just got back from South Africa. And she's like, yeah, they work here in Jackson, but they work over there in South Africa. And I was like, this, you've got to be kidding me, Lord. Like, this is crazy. So she gave me the email address of the founders, and I emailed them. And um, we met up a few days later, and they started telling me the story of this ministry and all they do. And immediately it just resonated with me, and I connected with the way, their approach of ministry. It was so different from anything I had seen. And at the end, you know, I told them, like, here's my resume, and I studied communications, and if y'all have any need, like, please, by all means, contact me. They're like, this is crazy, because we've been praying for somebody to help us with communications. So I started volunteering then and went on full-time about a year ago. So it's been neat to see um, the Lord's faithfulness and just His graciousness and bringing it about. It's nothing I could have done on my own, but it was just a gift that He gave whether it is professionally with Restoration Hope or with any organization that you kind of join and partner with, what is your internal motivation for doing good? So my very first year of college, um, I had a friend and I just confessed to her, hey, I don't care about things I know I'm supposed to care about. I don't care about orphans and I don't care about missions. And I know I'm supposed to because that's the Christian thing to do but I don't. And um, it's funny, around the same time, the Lord started really ministering to me through His Word and through an awesome campus organization. And um, I met Jesus, you know, and it wasn't the way I thought it would be. You know, I read about Jesus and how He went to the people that nobody else saw, and um, He came to me, you know. And so when I saw that, it changed me, um, and it continues to change me. And um, it's fueled in him. It's not fueled in me trying to figure out how I'm going to do good. But when I look at the gospel and I see the way he came to us and I see who he goes to, it's a response. You can't help but, you know, you can't help but go because that's what he did. And there's days that I still struggle with that um, where I try to do it out of my flesh and try to do good on my own. But he's so gracious. He's so gracious to bring me back to the cross and to show me, It starts here. Abide in me. Dwell in me. Like, I'm going to do it. These are my people. I love them. I'll go to them. You get to be my instrument, but it's not about you. And so it's him. He's the one in me motivating me. And I'm just forever thankful for that because there's no way I could do it on my own. How would you personally define doing good? So I think when we think on the surface level of doing good, it's just benefiting other people. But I think the thing I've learned that truly doing good has to be rooted in love. I think about um, Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, and he starts out in chapter 13 saying, you know, you have faith to move mountains. You can do all this stuff. You can, you know, prophesy, and you can give up all your stuff, and you can be burned at the stake. So he goes through all this list uh, of things we look at and say, those are really good things. But then he says, if you don't have love, it's all in vain. And um, if the first time I read that, I was like, uh-oh, whoa. Like, that's super scary because there's so much 
good going on that's not rooted in love and it's meaningless. But the cool thing about that, um, the flip side of that, is anything, no matter how small it is, rooted in love, it matters. Like, it matters in God's economy. I mean, he uses the woman with the mites, and he uses mamas wiping babies' butts. You know, he uses a man sweeping floors if it's done with love. So I guess that's how I would define it, is doing good is, is any action rooted in love. Very cool. Well, to finish today's episode, I wanted to know if you would share with our listeners maybe a story that's personally impacted you during your time with Restoration Hope. Sure. I would love to do that. And, you know, more than a story, the real thing that's impacted me with Restoration Hope have been our friends overseas who who are doing the work every single day. So the thing I love about Restoration Hope is that we use all locals. So all the people we work with are South Africans. And a lot of them, this is the community they grew up in. Um, And what I love about it is they just wake up day after day, and they're faithful to the things that God has called them to do. And it's nothing big or nothing special. I mean, a lot of times they're cutting stuff for, you know, a little Bible study. Um, Sometimes they're teaching lessons and They're just loving people really, really well. And um, just our friendship with them has completely molded the way that I do my work. And one of my favorite memories is one of the last nights I was there last time, um, everybody who works there was in a circle, and they were sort of going around saying why they do the work they do. And one of the mentors said, you know, I do this work, Because when I was this age, I didn't have anybody to talk to. I didn't have anybody who cared for me. And I want to be that person for these kids. And they are. And it's a beautiful thing. And um, I'm just so thankful to know them and to be a part of the work that they're doing. Sounds like the way in which they approach their daily lives has now allowed you to approach your daily life and experiences that has impacted you here stateside. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, like every day the Restoration Hope team does tasks that you can't see the big picture in them. I make a lot of copies of stuff and I design stuff. And it's really easy to lose focus that this matters. But what my friends overseas have taught me that every little thing does matter. Like, it's all part of it. And if God calls me to staple papers, by golly, I'll staple papers for his glory. But it's cool because there's just so much that I've learned from them. Um, And that perspective, that heavenly perspective, that we're all in this together, that we're all a piece of the puzzle, I, I cannot thank them enough for that. It also sounds like it's something that all of our listeners can have a takeaway to know that the way in which we all approach our daily tasks is uh, is a way and a reflection with which we interpret the world around us. So thank you so much. Is there a way for our listeners to connect with you personally? Are you on Twitter? Or? Yeah, I would love for listeners to connect with Restoration Hope. You can do so by following us on Instagram. So that's at restoration.hope. Um, we're also on Facebook. And we also have a website that's www.restorationhope.org. Wonderful. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for again sharing a little bit of your story with our listeners so that they can get to know you and appreciate the good that you are doing. In our next episode, you'll hear more from Catherine about the history behind the creation of Restoration Hope as an organization the wide range of services and support that they provide, 
and the many ways that you are able to partner with them to do good all the way across the Atlantic Ocean in Sweetwaters, Africa. Until next time, do good, Mississippi. This is Catherine Failing with Restoration Hope, and I want to invite you to learn more about Restoration Hope through coming to our event, D1 for Hope, on April 23rd. Our thanks to Highland Colony Baptist and D1 for being the sponsors. You can learn more about this event at www.restorationhope.org. The best way to stay informed about the latest news and information from Do Good Mississippi is to sign up for our newsletter. We use our newsletter to let you know about featured stories of good happening in our state, upcoming podcast guests, special events that are doing good in our communities, and more. You can sign up to receive our newsletter by visiting our website at dogoodmississippi.com. 